0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Lexi. Welcome back to episode five of Branded the Podcast. Wow, am I excited to be sitting in this chair again. But first and foremost, I want to apologize to you guys. I have mentioned this in several episodes. Um, Daniel and I live in a barn dominium. So if you hear some rumbling noises in the background, I've got laundry going. So the washer and dryer is turned on. I've got dishes going. So the dishwasher is turned on. And then obviously, it's kind of fall slash winter here right now so the heater is kicking on and off in the background um by the time i sit down to actually record this week's episode hopefully all those things will be done but i wanted to go ahead and hop on and do the intro while i have a few minutes um just to kind of get it out of the way in preparation for the rest of the episode so with all of that being said I also want to apologize to you guys. I know it's been two weeks since I put out an episode. Um, the first week that I was supposed to release episode five, I had everything planned out—what I was going to do, who I was going to do it with, what we were going to talk about—and mentally, I was just not in a good headspace to put out a podcast. Um, the topic for this week's episode is really amazing, and I just wanted to make sure that I was in the right frame of mind to have, you know, all of the emotions that come along with talking about this topic. Um, But at the same time, I want you guys to know I'm only human. Um, I've struggled with anxiety and depression my entire life. This is not to be a pity party on me. Um, But I just want you guys to know that I don't want to... You know put out an episode where i'm just like oh poor me the entire time or just not sounding like myself not acting like myself and um i just didn't want to have any regrets about the way that i went about recording the episode so that's why it got put on hold for a week i did explain a little bit of that on instagram stories and we were super busy that week as well just horses moving in horses moving out um just a lot going on and then last week i was going to put out the episode but it was also the week of Thanksgiving. And if you guys know anything about the holidays, it's a super, super busy time of year for everyone. Um, and Daniel and I just couldn't line up our schedules correctly to be able to put the episode out. Um, I was working basically all the way up until Thanksgiving, obviously on Thanksgiving Day as well. And then I wanted to spend time with family. One of my brothers was able to come home from college for Thanksgiving. So that was amazing. And then on Friday and Saturday, I was actually in a wedding um, on Saturday. But we were booked all day Friday, all day Saturday for nails. and lunch and um obviously the day of the wedding like makeup hair everything uh, rehearsal dinner you know the whole nine yards so it was a very long jam-packed week and now I am kind of di- like like decompressing that's the word I'm looking for I was gonna say digesting but I'm not digesting anything but decompressing from you know just a long long week um and now I'm back to it so this week's episode i'm actually recording with daniel um this week's episode is going to be about the past year um so on november 15th of 2020 we moved into this house onto this property um started our business and so we wanted to do an episode in celebration of that i know we are way past november 15th because that was two weeks ago but i still wanted to put this episode out so that we could kind of talk about the highs and the lows of what it has been like running a business and living on this property so I am so excited for this week's episode. I hope you guys are as well. I did not even think to put out a question box so that you guys can ask us questions and everything like that, so I do apologize. Um, I actually might do one at some point today before Daniel and I sit down tonight, so if I'm able to do that so that you guys can ask some questions for this week's episode, um, I will definitely do that, but if not... Um, Just know that we are going to try to fill you guys in on as much as possible from the past year being here And maybe if you guys have any questions after the fact we can do something, you know, like a recap or, you know Go back and answer questions or whatever, but um, I'm actually going to get off of here and stop rambling and i'm going to go put that questions box up on the instagram story and Yeah, next time you hear me i will be sitting across this desk from daniel and i'm super excited So I hope you guys are too talk to you soon guys okay say hi hey guys <laughs> okay so we're just gonna jump right into it because i feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about he's already meowing he's <laughs> meowing stop making him meow
1: i'm not doing it oh my gosh
0: okay anyways we're gonna jump right into it because i feel like we have a lot to talk about mm-hmm. and i feel like there's a lot of stuff that's gonna come up just from what we have planned to talk about like i feel like there's gonna be stuff that stems off of it so We're going to start off talking about the lows of the past year being here. And then we're going to talk about the highs at the end because we got to end on a good note. But I split it to where it's like some of them are personal lows. And then some of them are lows that are like business-based. Does that make sense?
1: Like for both of us?
0: Like what we talked about, I just split it. Okay. So anyways, sorry guys. I'm giving him like an idea of what we're talking about. So we're going to start off with lows. I would say that we're kind of on the same page as far as, like, highs and lows go, but I think we have different opinions on, like, why they were good or bad. So, I'll start it off, and then you can give your two cents. Okay. Okay, so the first personal low for us was Chrome having to retire um, since we moved out here. When I got home from college, um, Chrome actually had a suspensory injury, and we thought that he was going to be able to recover from it, but... After he went through all of the rehabbing and everything like that, um, we tried to bring him back into work and it just seemed like he was off, like all the time. Like he would have like a really good day when we'd ride him and then like he would, like it would just go to crap.
1: For, right. like, a week. We would think he was just, like, throwing a fit or something.
0: Or just, like, like faking it. Yeah. Like, you're not but that, lame. But that's also like,
1: something he would do, is Yeah.
0: It. <laughs> Ow, I'm hurt. Yeah. um, But it ended up being, like, a both-front-leg issue. And so I was like, you know, I don't think it's a suspensory anymore. So anyways, we ended up having the vet come out and realized that he had, like, some pretty gnarly rotation in his coffin bones. And so he's sound now with corrective shoeing, and we also do injections. Um, but obviously not like usable on a daily basis i think we've ridden him like maybe one time since he's been here maybe twice you've ridden him once and i've ridden him once yeah and it wasn't anything fast like we literally just walked him around for like maybe five minutes and um it's just really sad because it was like literally like the end of his career and like my little cousins they come and ride him sometimes or like you know if we have someone with a little kid that wants to sit on a horse for a second that's who we always pick but <laughs> other than that he's just a money eater at this point yeah so that was a low for sure and then our second personal low is actually more recent and it was Jag getting hurt yeah and i'm not going to get into too much detail about that because i feel like i could spend a whole podcast explaining like what happened and how it happened and then the recovery and the vet bill and everything like that but she did get hurt um it's been what like two months months ago now um it seems like yesterday i know it was actually really probably one of the scariest things i've ever been through in my life with horses um just because she was so little and we weren't expecting something like that to happen and i got home um it was pretty late at night when it happened and i got home and i was like i don't think i can fix this (laughs) And Daniel was like, what do we do? And so we called the vet out. We really seriously thought we were going to have to put her down. Um, but thankfully, she was able to recover from everything. She yeah. had, like, several leg injuries, um, and she's recovered from everything now. You can't – I think there's, like, a scar – like, a. it's still healing a little bit in two places, but for the most part, you can't even tell that she was hurt other than the fact that the hair is still growing back from being clipped. Um, but you were there when it happened, and it was probably – pretty catastrophic.
1: <laughs> Do they know what happened?
0: No, I haven't told them what happened exactly, but Are you going to tell them. No. Cause it's kind of gross.
1: Gross.
0: Like, it's just like a, it's very graphic and I don't want to like make someone pass out while they're driving. Listening we don't to, have this to podcast. Make it, Like she had a lot of open wounds. Let's just say that. And yeah. Daniel almost lost a finger.
1: Yeah. And that was scary. <laughs> we
0: thought Daniel was going to have to go to the hospital. Um, because we thought you were, <laughs> you thought you I mean, chopped bad. off the it end was, of your finger. Yeah, it
1: was really bad.
0: Um, but
1: Well the good news is we all I got I'm fully recovered kind of. I'm still bruised on my finger, but You are? Yeah, look.
0: Oh yeah, under your nail. Yeah.
1: But um But yeah. And then she is doing great and yeah. she's running in circles and can't wait to
0: try to kill us again.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no um,
0: joke. But the cool thing about that experience, I know I say the cool thing, it's not really cool, but um She was able to, like, basically get completely broke in the process (laughs) of us having Completely
1: desensitized to... Because we
0: were wrapping her legs every day and giving her meds every day, Mm -hmm. several times a day, and she was just living a life of luxury, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Bunch of naps. Yeah. Way too much food. Yeah. Way too much love.
0: Treats. Yeah. Grooming every day. She Mm -hmm. got turned into, like, a full-blown show horse. Yeah. But... Um, today, and, like, the past couple of days, like, the past 24 hours, she's been, like, out in a run instead of cooped up in her stall because she got to go outside. And um, now she's decided she wants to try to kill us again. So. She's sassy. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, love a, we love a good mare sass. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so those are definitely two lows that were pretty personal. Those, like, hit home, but it didn't have anything to do with, like, our business, so to speak. I mean, Chrome... Retiring definitely didn't, but Jag uh, definitely had something to do with the business because yeah. we basically had her sold.
1: Like the next day she was getting sold. She was
0: supposed to get shipped out. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I would also say the thing that also sucks about the Chrome situation is um you hear so much about him and so it's like it's like, okay, cool, like I would like to do all of those things as well. You yeah, know? like I wanna <laughs> see how cool he is. But it's like one of those things where obviously I can't and he can't anymore. So I get to enjoy him in another way that that, I mean, you get to enjoy him that way as well. But like you got to have you know, the show pony and like he stops on a dime and like and spins and all this other stuff that I just don't get to experience. But yeah, that's that okay was like too.
0: When we were at my parents' house the other day and mm-hmm. we were watching Yellowstone and my mom was like, "Oh yeah, Chrome does that." Yeah. And you were like, "I would love to see that." I know
1: because it's like you hear, like I said, you hear all these stories about him and. These pictures of him, and it's like, man, like I, I would love to see him, because to me, I just see him as a lazy bum. You know what I mean? That's so mean. <laughs> but like, you look at him, you're like, wow, this horse is probably still pretty athletic. And when he runs around in the pasture, he's probably one of the most fat, like one of the fastest horses out there. But it's like, to me, that's all I see him as is just kind of like lawn art. And it's like, I, I want to see him move that way and see, like, you know,
0: everything who, who
1: Chrome really is. So I'd say that was that was, you know, and seeing you, I know that kind of broke your heart too. Kind of seeing that he's officially retired and yeah. officially hit that next point in his life, um, but that's fine too. Yeah, everybody needs a pretty horse in their barn. And
0: well, I will say that it it does it is really hard. At least, well, one at least he's pretty lawn art because yeah, I yeah. feel like some people have some dinky lawn art. But yeah. um, but two, I think it was probably the best um, series of events that could have happened for me personally because if I would have lost him like mid show career, that would have been like really like a hard hit. And, like, now it's kind of, like, I'm getting weaned off of riding him every day. Like, I'm getting weaned off of getting to see him as, like, that performance horse. And, like, slowly. And so when the time does come that he dies, hopefully it's not for, like, another 15, 20 years. (laughs) But when that time does come, I don't think it'll hit as hard as, like, the girls that are losing their show horses mid-show season. Or, you know, losing a young one that you're investing a lot of time and money into. Um, With the Jag situation... Going back to that because you kind of went back to Chrome, but anyways, we're bouncing back and forth, guys. But with the drag situation, we basically had her sold. She was supposed to ship out like the next day, mm-hmm. and so that obviously was a hard hit for business because we had this basically low five figure horse that you know we were planning on using that money to help out with our business and yeah. invest in more horses and do all of that stuff with. And then instead of selling her, we get hit with a vet bill, so we lost that sale, and then. You know, on top of that, we're paying more money just to keep her healthy. But I think it was worth it. And at first, after she got hurt, we were like, okay, we're for sure keeping her because, you know, we've invested all this money into her. Now that we've gotten our vet bill back and we know just as much as we've <laughs> invested in her, now we're kind of throwing on the idea of, okay, like, would we be willing to let her go, you know, next year when she's fully heal- healed? Like, hair's grown back. She's developing. because. Right. One thing that did happen with her injury is I feel like it kind of slowed the progression of her growth because she wasn't getting turned out like a normal weanling would. So mm-hmm. she's not as, like, buff and bulked up as her half-brother is. And yeah. she just doesn't look as, like, great for her age. Um, she has, like, flawless conformation. But as far as, like, the muscle and bone growth and all that, like, we're trying to keep an eye on that and, like, make sure she's progressing. But right. I still think that she could potentially be ready to go in a couple months.
1: Oh, so. absolutely. I think she just needs that time of being... A normal horse again yeah for a little bit and,
0: and i mean even with that being said e- like there's like an attachment to her at this point yeah but at the same time i think that because we haven't started riding her yet that i'm still like all right she's good to go like
1: yeah. you know
0: but she's awesome yeah she she's is awesome. really pretty well not these last couple of days really well.
1: last couple of days she's been a little naughty yeah
0: she's telling us she's ready for a new home yeah so
1: Low, we hear you loud and clear, Jag. Yeah, I know. She's
0: like, Get me out of this place. I yeah. hate you guys. But anyways, she actually really is a sweet baby. She is. Yeah. She just she's got a lot of pent up energy now. Mm-hmm. And she's realizing that there's more to the world than just her twelve by twelve stalls. So she's like, Oh man, get me back outside. Um and the cold weather. I think that, that oh, yeah. too is like giving her the little dancies and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: okay, as far as business goes, we talked about these lows a little bit. Um the first one. We're not going to get too far into this because I feel like, again, this is something we could talk about for forever. But the first low as far as business goes is Borders. And for me personally, I would say that there are definitely highs with Borders and we love to have them and we have a really great group at the moment. But the low side of Borders is the bad apples that you get. And everybody that runs a boarding facility or a training facility or a client-based facility knows that you can't please everybody. But that's hard for me because I'm a people pleaser and I don't I have a hard time saying no. I don't like people being upset with me.
1: Right. And I, I I'm the same way and especially yeah. if they're paying us money for a service, like right. I'm going to do probably just about anything um to make them happy and go that extra mile, but then kind of like you were saying is like we go way further than the extra mile and it yeah. and it was like and mi- I mean many scenarios where it was like we should have probably just kicked them out right there, yeah. just, you know, broken the relationship off right then, just because it's like the most random requests or demands or whatever it was, and it was like, oh my
0: gosh. Well, and like okay, so I I don't know about you, but I've been told my whole life like control the controllables, like right. the things that you can control. But like we had borders getting upset over the amount of rain that we got, and oh, yeah. you know the fact that we have we actually have like that black gumbo.
1: The North Texas mud.
0: Property, yeah, basically. And, like, some of our property is sandy. But then, for the most part, the pastures and everything is, like, that black gumbo junk. And Mm. so, when it rains, there are certain areas that the horses have kind of tread on that don't have grass anymore. And so, that area gets really muddy. We've gotten yelled at for that. We got yelled at because our sprinkler system to our septic... Um, is out in one of our pastures and it just comes on randomly and like we've had boarders scream at us to turn the sprinklers off and it's like I have no control over that sprinkler.
1: Right. Or it's like, hey, I need the round pin to be three panels bigger, oh, but then yeah. they just never use the round but then pin. Then they never ever. use it. Yeah. It's like, okay,
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad yeah. I did this for you.
1: And countless other things.
0: Oh yeah, just and I mean I've kind of talked about this a little bit. I think the ones that like the issues that hurt the most were the ones that were like either one attacks on our knowledge and the things in like our experience and what I like things I went to school for like nutrition and you know repro and stuff like that or two like the personal attacks on our character because they were upset about something that had nothing to do with us whatsoever but it right. was our fault because we were the only people that they could blame
1: right and it was like the la- like the lack of effort that they thought was you know present when it was like you know, oh, my horse has been too muddy because the pastures are disgusting. It's like, okay, well, I've cleaned your horse a couple times this week, and you have yet to be here in like the last... Three weeks. yeah, Yeah, exactly. Three weeks, and it's like, but I'm here cleaning your horse, and it's like, you're getting mad at me?
0: Yeah, it's just... And that's the thing. I mean, we've definitely, like I said, we have great borders right now, and we have a really great group right now, but at the same time... Like, we definitely have had to deal with our fair share of the bad ones. And I guess I didn't realize, like, going into it, just how many bad borders we were going to have. I thought
1: everybody was like us. I know, yeah. <laughs> and
0: and that's a thing. Like, when you open up to, a, like, a boarding facility, and, like, you don't really think about this because when you're in the horse world you're exposed to different experience levels and different like markets within the horse industry and so i was always exposed to show people and put together and professional and and just very very experienced people not to say that i was always very experienced but that's just the group that i kind of like landed in and then you have these people that have never owned a horse before and this is their very first horse or maybe they're You know, they had horses when they were little, but they don't have horses now. And, like, you're dealing with all different levels of experience. There's people that just want their horse as a pet, and then there's horses that want to compete at the top level. And you have to, like, be a safe place for all of those different people. And so, like... I feel like that was really hard to balance and figure out and there's some people that no matter what you do no matter how good you are to their horse no matter what requests you fulfill they're just going to keep taking and expecting and asking and telling and like it's just not going to ever stop and that's just the character of the people that has nothing to do with like us obviously but Mm -hmm. it still sucks when you're in the middle of it and you feel like it's your fault and it's really nothing that you could have controlled right
1: and that's i mean that's where i get most of my like you know i just i look To please people all the time. And then when I, you know, when the majority of the time was people upset about something that we thought was, you know, dumb, I still felt like it was my fault. Right. Or I still felt bad about it or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's at the same time, we've also had way more good experiences. Than bad. Than bad. But it's like, and I always have to tell myself that. And, but it's like, I mean, we have a great group of boarders right now, but I just have to, you know, tell myself that there's been way more good than there is bad, and it's just sometimes that bad feels like it was way more than it was, so
0: yeah. And I mean, we've also had some really great boarders that have just left to go other places for mm-hmm. various reasons. And not to say that that's you know like super terrible, but at the same time, like those were definitely people that were hard to let go of because it was like those are people we're gonna miss, and those are people whose right. horses we're gonna miss, and like they obviously left on really great terms and it was all for different reasons like moving you know states away or um just wanting their horse closer to where they live which there's no shame in that I mean there's a reason why we're here but um yeah I mean there, like I would definitely say there's like a high side to borders and there's a low side but it's definitely one of our lows I say it kind of falls in the middle like it's both yeah but I just wanted to elaborate on that because I just feel touch like on it, yeah. some people don't know what they're getting into. And nobody mm. told us when we were getting into it what to expect. Mm. And then we got into it and then everybody was like, hey, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> you should have called me. <laughs> we should be getting
1: paid triple what we make now for the stuff we've had to deal with. And
0: there's just and there's the other thing is, is um, a lot of people think that we make Buku's of money off of borders. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, <laughs> we barely make anything off of borders um, for the amount of work and time and effort in like... Everything that we throw into them, like, we really don't make that much money. But at the same time, we love to do it. Like, we have a great group right now. Yeah. So that's obviously good. Right. Um, But we are kind of to the point where we're like, all right, after these, like, this is it. Like, nobody else is, like, coming in. We don't have any room for anybody else. Um, We don't have any plans to get rid of anybody that's here right now. Mm -mm. Um, Unless they, like, burn the house down or something. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. So that's that. And then the other one that's a low for business from a business standpoint, and I feel like this kind of ties into personal too, but you brought this one up the other day, is the sacrifices that we've had to make um, just from like owning the business and living out here. Mm-hmm. Um, So there's like a big difference between what I did in college, like owning my horses and having them on property because, one, the number of horses that I had, but two – Everybody else that I was hanging out with, for the most part, was either working or had horses too. And so it was like, we all had time to do that. And we still got to hang out together. Now, from a friendship aspect, I would say we don't, we sacrifice a lot.
1: Yeah. I mean, before I was doing this, I mean, I was hanging out with friends or going out to get drinks or playing golf or taking trips, all the, I mean- Or like working out at night, like for like the second time of the day and like being really diligent about cooking food and I don't know, all of this stuff, but it's like all of the things that I guess were a luxury are now sacrificed and I don't get to do that as much. So I still get to play golf somewhat regularly.
0: You played (laughs) twice last week.
1: Yes. (laughs) Last week was a special week, but before that I hadn't played in like two or three months or something like that. But- I mean, yeah, there's groups of friends that I definitely don't get to see very often. Um, and they definitely let me know of that for sure.
0: Well, I feel like, okay, so I don't want to come across as like we're being like, oh my gosh, like we're dying to do this, this, and this. And we're just skipping out on it. Because honestly, that's not the case.
1: Mm-mm, no. Like
0: we choose to do this, yeah. but to friends, it's like, oh, like you really have to do that. Like they just don't get it.
1: I think they also don't get that we're running, like, a business.
0: Yeah, but it's also, like, they get frustrated because we have to say no or because we just don't go to things. But, like, it's not just because of the business. It's because, like, we're so tired or because <laughs> we want to <laughs> ride or because we just want to hang out together and watch a movie for once or... um One thing that Daniel and I see eye to eye on that I kind of talked about this, I think in the last episode, but we struggle with like the friends that constantly want to go out and spend money on like drinking at the bars or just like dumb crap. Like I would much rather spend my money on bettering myself or bettering the business than spend it on a night out that I'm not even going to remember because I got so drunk, you know, (laughs) like I'm kind of past that stage in my life. But then, at the same time, it's it's good to, every once in a while, yeah. go and do that. Right. So, I think just, we're just a little bit more choosy about when we go do those things.
1: Yeah, and I'm not sure, and I don't know what your motivation is. Like, my motivation is, you know, my friend says, Hey, we're going to go out on Friday night and do X, Y, Z. And let's say that's drink until 2 a.m. And maybe that's not, you know, getting absolutely hammered. But, like, I'm going to be extremely tired the next day. Right. I'm not going to want to do anything that I was supposed to do I probably spent close to a hundred dollars at the bar or getting food or driving or ubering or whatever like what what is your I mean motivation I don't even know motivation is the right word but like what keeps you here as opposed to going out like mine is like I can get up in the morning after a night like that but it's like when I, I think about spending a hundred dollars on that I'm like I can't like that does why how does that make any sense yeah you know I
0: think for me it's just Like, it's not getting me any closer to where I want to be by doing that. Like, if anything, it's just kind of making me fall back. Like, like you said, I in college, I'm not gonna lie, guys, I drank seven days a week in college. And I went out until like, 3am every single night in college, like I was partier. And then I got home from college and I kind of like still continued that trend of going out. It just wasn't as often because I had a full time job, obviously. But then, probably, like, right before I met you, I just kind of stopped doing that altogether. Like, I would go out every now and then and, like, go hang out with friends and do things. But, like, my alcohol tolerance is in the negatives at this point. So, like, I have one drink at dinner and I'm toast. Like oh, yeah. So then, if people want me to go out and, like, party, I'm, like, I'm going to be throwing up all night, all day tomorrow. I'm not going to be able to keep anything down. And then... I'm going to be exhausted. Like, I'm not going to be motivated to ride my horses. I'm not going to be motivated to go outside and do stuff. And I'm just going to want to sleep the day away. And that's just like, okay, that's one more day that you have to cross off that you didn't accomplish anything. Right. And the thing about it is, is like, I feel like our goals are so big and they're like approaching so quickly that we don't have time to like waste a day. Yeah,
1: time or money. Like, that's the thing is one day wasted is another day that you can't sell that horse or that your horse isn't ready for a certain event or if $100 spent on a night out, if that's once a week, I mean, that's a lot of money
0: yeah, per
1: year. And that's, I mean, what, one really good prospect that you can get in here? You know, yeah. it's like, if you it's think true. Of, so that's the way that I look at it. And so I don't know, it's, it, it's been a sacrifice, but at the same time, it's if it, if we want to achieve the goals that we set out, to do or to accomplish like
0: yeah
1: we absolutely have to abide by that and sacrifice all of those things and luckily all of our friends still love us just as much and we can still call them to this day and they would still love to hang out with us and they're great friends and that's awesome and right you know they're all super supportive of our goals and they may pretend that they're upset with us but i know that they still love us at the end of the day which is good
0: yeah they try to act like they're all angry <laughs> and stuff i think yeah. the biggest like well And this is the other thing too, like the biggest difference between Daniel and I is like, for the most part, I mean, I have a couple friends that live close. But for the most part, my friends all live everywhere else except for here. Right. So, I mean, you have a lot of friends that like you were friends with in high school that you're still friends with or that you're friends with in college. And then they moved back to the area because they, a lot of people from this area went to Arkansas. But, you know, like Daniel has a lot more of that like...
1: It's Or group yeah. that's here. And it's easy for them to be like, dude, you're only 20 minutes away? Like, come on. Yeah. So it makes it a lot harder to say well, no. And I feel like guys <laughs> are
0: just kind of that way. Like, oh, yeah. But, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, Daniel doesn't play video games. Like, Daniel doesn't... Like, Daniel... <laughs> this is kind of funny. Daniel's Uh-oh. hobbies are like... Like, okay. You play, like, softball. Or you go play soccer. Or you play basketball at the rec or you golf like daniel's like always like doing like sportsy stuff and like when his friends ask to hang out you can always tell like what group it is based off of the activity like i don't even have to ask you like oh who are you going with i mean maybe golf because of a bunch of your yeah. different groups golf but like if it's hey we're going dancing tonight then i know exactly who's gonna <laughs> be there or hey like we're running to Decatur this weekend. I know exactly who's going with you, or you know, there's just if like, we're going
1: to Dallas. You yeah, know exactly I know who exactly that who is. that is. <laughs>
0: hey, I'll see you at the star. I All know right. exactly who's going to be there. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean, it's definitely been hard, and I think like friends is definitely probably the bigger sacrifice for Daniel because of location. Mm-hmm. Um I think. And I've just kind of come to terms with the fact that, like, my friends don't live close. So all my communication with them is social media, on the phone, voice messages, you know, the works. But then my biggest sacrifice has been my family because I literally went from living with them to moving out here. And, like, I was seeing them every single day, all day, every day. And now I see them, like, well, a couple times a week. But (laughs) it's just really hard because, like, I don't think you guys understand. Like, I literally can't explain how close my family is. And so, it's weird, right? Like, we're, like, crazy I mean, close. Like, I don't think
1: it's weird. Closer than
0: the average family, though. Like, it's...
1: Yeah, I would say y'all are we're not normal. very close.
0: Yeah. And it's in, like, a really good way. Yeah. But um, like, depending on the season, like, we're either at a high school football game, a high school baseball game, um, once a week at least. Baseball's obviously twice a week. And then, um, like, Sunday dinners, we do that. And then like whatever miscellaneous like time right. that I can go over there. But when we first moved here, I was doing all of our laundry at oh my, my gosh, parents' I house. I forgot about that. Because we didn't have we had a washer and dryer, but it didn't work. We oh tried God. like heck to fix the washer. Yeah. And then we fixed the washer and the dryer was broken. <laughs> so we finally have a washer and dryer again. But for like months I was driving to my parents' house once a week to do laundry and just hanging out with my mom, especially during the summer. My you liked
1: doing it. My mom
0: works for the school district, so, yeah, I love doing it. I would—I want to hang out with HP every single day. You
1: used, to, you used to always give me hell because you'd be like, well, I did all the laundry. and I'm like, well, you wanted to be over there. Yeah. Because you got to eat snacks and watch TV.
0: I know, and, and drink <laughs> with my mom. That's yeah. one person I'll drink with is my mom. But mm-hmm. And then my dad, like, because of COVID, my dad was working from home, so I saw my dad all the time, mm-hmm. my brother's. And, like, anytime Josh is home from college, like, I make a point to, like, make sure that we're going out with him or, like, making sure we're at dinners or just hanging out, whatever.
1: So you sacrifice the seven days a week to, like, four days a week.
0: Yeah, basically. But it's been really <laughs> tough for me. I uh, know. Yeah, it's, it was really hard. I think, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but for, like, the first week that we lived here, I cried every single day. Did you really? Because I was so sad. I just wanted to be with my mom. Oh my God. That sounds so weird. And, like, in I'm college. Glad you didn't tell me that. My mom would come visit me all the time in college. <laughs> and, um, especially once I turned 21, because, you know, that was fun. But when, like, before I turned 21, um, some, like, towards the middle and end of college, I would stay home, like, I stay at school. But freshman year, I was home every weekend, pretty much. I just, I, I don't know. I'm a homebody.
1: Yeah. I like, it, It's I like funny because we are the exact opposite. I
0: know, yeah. In that I am like. You hate being at home.
1: I hate being at home. I mean, when I'm here at the house, like, I hate being inside.
0: But I also feel like that's why you have, like, so many different friend groups oh, here yeah. because, like, you couldn't sit at the apartment and just, like, mm-hmm. be. Like, you had yeah. to be doing something. So you're, like, constantly meeting new people or, like, reaching out to old friends or, like.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't really sit still. I'm not sure where that comes from, but, like. It's called ADD. That definitely has a lot to do with it, Mm -hmm. but, like, there. I mean, I'll say, like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie. It's Sunday afternoon. There's not much going on. Uh, I'm going to sit down and watch a movie. I turn the movie on, not, I mean, not even 10 minutes in, and I'm already, like. Fidgeting? Fidgeting. No, he gets up and swings
0: a golf club. (laughs) It's so annoying. All you hear is whoosh, whoosh, right behind the couch. I'm like, what are you doing? Come sit down. Yeah. Or, like you know, messing with the cats ver- yeah. or messing with the dogs or like pausing the movie and like walking around. And the only time that he is still when we're watching TV is if
1: he's asleep. Or if I'm eating food. Or
0: if you're eating. But then that's that's another point. <laughs> when he eats, I don't know what it is. First of all, I hate listening to people eat. But like you do something when you eat that can just I, irks me beyond,
1: like I there's no Can say something about that? So I, that's one of my biggest pet pee- peeves too. And and I've always thought like, I'm so good at not making any noise when I eat. And then Lexi took a video of me the other day
0: Oh my gosh. And I li- and I
1: listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, like
0: it's I'm genuinely so the
1: person that I hate hearing eat food. And so I've been trying to make it better and I don't know if I have been, but I've been trying to make it better because I was seriously eating like a pig in that video. It's like, I don't know
0: what it is. It's like the amount that you salivate or something.
1: Dude. And I have a hollow head. Because my dad's the same way. We have hollow heads.
0: You don't know So when I
1: eat a chip, it's like, it sounds like I'm eating like rocks. (laughs) But anyway.
0: I don't know. See, I told you we were going to get off on something that's not related. I'm sorry. Anyways, that's a sacrifice that I have to make on a daily basis is my eardrums. not you know (laughs) bursting from him doing that sorry but no and like we're kind of at the time of year where now there's so much stuff going on that when we talk about sacrifices being a low not only do we have to make sacrifices by missing out on things because of the business but sometimes we have to make sacrifices of stuff we would want to be doing for the business to be able to go do these things like going to weddings going to you know family stuff for the holidays like There's times that we have planned, like, oh, like, Daniel's going to go rope this day or, you know, we're going to go, like, we're going to make sure we ride all of our personal horses this day or whatever. And, like, we make a point to try to do something and then it's like, well, we can't because we have a rehearsal dinner or a wedding or, you know, family pictures or something. And so it's just kind of that time of year right now where it's getting really, really hectic. But I think the sacrifices swing both ways. Like, I don't think that it's – we obviously sacrifice – personal stuff more than we sacrifice business stuff but I feel like it happens on both sides oh yeah definitely so anyways those are all the lows that we wanted to talk about and I feel like they're really not that bad like the things that we're people are probably like dang they're sitting here complaining about that and like obviously there's more stuff that goes into it that like we don't talk about there
1: is so much more but um, like
0: I wanted this to be, like, a reflection, like, a good reflection on the past year. Not, like, bringing out all of the tea from the woodworks, like...
1: Plus, I don't think that way. Like, I'm kind of one of those people, like, something bad happens. Like, you literally can't control it. And what do you... I mean, what are you supposed to do? Like, just sit down and just sulk in that for the next month, year? Like, no. Like, you have got to keep moving. And it's, like, there's literally nothing else to do other than just go crush it.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, and that's the thing, like... There have definitely been points in the past year, like, more than I could probably go back and count, where we have been, like, what's next? Like, yeah. what's it going to be now? Now what? Like, yeah. and it could be something little like our, well, I guess it's not really little, but, like, our roof leaking when it was raining and ruining your TV. Yeah. Or, you know, um, something breaking in the barn. Getting hurt. Jag getting hurt. Or, you know... Um, I mean, there's just a number of things like or or someone being upset about something or, you know, borders moving around or whatever. Like there have definitely been times when and like Abby can attest to this when I'm like, you won't believe what happened this time. <laughs> and it's not just business based. Like we have stuff that happens in our personal life, too. And I feel like oh, yeah. they don't understand that. Like when I listen to podcasts and I listen to people talking to like. On their podcast, I'm always like, oh, your life's so great. Like, life's so easy. It's like they're in a movie, basically. Yeah. But, like, we're not in a movie. Like, like we have stuff happen literally every single week that we're, like, oh, I'm hanging on by a thread. Like, what do I do? Right. So.
1: I know. And it's, like, yeah, like you said, it. Th- there's just been so much stuff. But at the same time, what are you supposed to do other than, I mean, you have to go fix it. You have to go make it better. You have to, you know, I don't know, just keep grinding. Yeah. Mm.
0: I don't know. I, I I'll be the first to say I definitely did not think that way, but Daniel has kind of like forced me to think that way. I used to be the type of person that was like, "Oh shit." And then like sit and sulk for like yeah. 2 weeks. But Daniel has kind of been like, "You got to snap out of it." And I get well, mad, but then I'm at like after a couple of not even a couple of days, after a little while I'm kind of like, "Okay, he's right. Like we just got to keep moving." And I found that the busier that I stay, the easier it is for me to like snap back from things. But, like, it is sometimes us calling each other, like, literally all day, every day, like, for a week of, like, you won't believe this. You won't believe that. Like, but it could be the stock market. It could be, you know, work. It could be, right. like, it's, there's so much stuff that happens in our lives besides this that it just kind of all compiles. Like, this isn't the only thing we do. So. Yeah,
1: So And I, I would say also, like, because you said how you're not very good at, you know, kind of, like, getting back on it and going, like, immediately, like, just, you know, forget about it. I think that, because you said you learned that from me, but at the same time, I've learned that from you. Oh, that's um, weird. <laughs> and I think indirectly, because it's like, this is what has been so great, and I'm not sure if we're going to get into this later, but like, the biggest thing about these horses is like, you can't like take a day off. Oh, yeah. You, you can't like not go feed. You can't not ride them. Like, that's not how it works. Or it's like, and this is where I was getting to is when I first started riding, um, and you were kind of coaching me up on like how to ride better and all this. It was like I would do something wrong, and then you 'd be you know kind of laying into me like you were going to mess this horse up if you keep doing this and i and I would just get frustrated and i 'd get off the horse and you 'd come over to me and it happened more than once, but i 'd say like the second or third time is when I really understood, but you'd come over to me and be like like what what are you like what are you doing and i 'd be like i 'm upset like i i 'm not getting it right, and it 's like okay and you're like okay if you 're getting it wrong and Constantly. All this horse is going to do is just shut down. He's like, he's not going to know right from wrong anymore. So you, so now this horse is getting ruined. So you have to get back on this horse and teach him the right things or else he's done. Like all fix the, the problem. Right. Yeah. All the time, all the money, all the energy that I've put into this horse is not going to go away because you're not going to go work harder. So like I've taken that and applied that and so many different aspects in my life um you know if it was work you know I'd have clients some months that would just shut me down and be like no sorry we're not signing with you or I'd invest a lot of money into a certain stock and it would just tank and it's like all of those times I could give up or you know so many times in our business we could just give up and be like you know maybe this boarding situation isn't enough you know isn't the right thing for us but it was like you just had to literally get back on the horse and keep going
0: yeah. You know what I mean? We, so Well, it's funny that you say that cuz we've had many many conversations <laughs> where we've both been so frustrated and like so just like beat to hell over something that we've just been like, "Well, we could just sell everything and get a really nice apartment." <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. or a really nice house. Like we could just, you know, we could just stop doing this. Like Lexi could go back and get a normal job. Like, you know, we could just live a normal life. We could go vacationing. We could, mm-hmm. you know, like just we could do we could drop everything and then we both kind of like stand there and think about it and then we're like <laughs> no <Nah. "Nah." laughs> but it definitely converse like conversations like that are held and like we're not always like gung-ho about this all the time like it's hard it's it, really it's hard it's
1: so hard and this is like the most i've ever been pushed ever in anything and it's been so cool to be like i'm gonna hunker down and like really engage and like i'm gonna get hit in the face and I'm i'm not stopping yeah you know what i mean like i'm not stopping so i'm sorry i had to kind of go off there
0: no you're good you're good it's definitely helping explain the situation to them because like i said it's very it's hard for me to sit here and like try to talk to people about things and like explain it Mm because sometimes i feel like okay i gotta be really short and to the point about this but then other times i'm like i feel like i should i should have said more because they don't get it or maybe they took it the wrong way or something like that i don't know it's kind of it's weird. I wish they yeah. could, like, see me in, like, my body language so that they know, like... Maybe
1: on YouTube. Maybe
0: I'll be crying. Like... Oh, no, please don't. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So, let's switch gears and let's talk about the highs um, from this past year. Okay. Um. So, for the two personal ones, um, the first one was me quitting my job. We don't have to talk about this for very long, mm-hmm. but definitely a high of this year, for me, at least.
1: That, yeah, and that and was... And for you,
0: because no more... Like, not as much work, right? Right,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was... I just knew that's like ultimately what you wanted to do. And that's what I wanted you to do as well is to, to leave. And so it's just like setting that goal and being like, what do we have to do? You know, or like how realistic is this? And then like making it possible. Right. So like, it, it was just really cool to see that come to fruition. And then almost being a year now of you not being there, I guess, you know, like eight or nine months, but yeah, it's just awesome. You know, like you're doing that and like, not a lot of people have like the courage or the freedom or the really the opportunity to do it. So it's just really cool that you get to take advantage of that and that, you know, that's what we're help. you know, that's what we're doing.
0: Right. No, I definitely agree. And, like, while you were talking, I was thinking about this, but not to go back to Lowe's or anything, but mm. I actually, I talked about in the intro why I didn't record the episode for the past two weeks. And the first week, it was because I was, like, mentally not in a good space. Yeah. But during that week, I had called my dad and had a conversation with my dad, and I was just like, I just feel like, you know, people think I'm stupid for quitting my job, like they look at me they see me struggling like they see like all the stuff that we're having to deal with all the stuff we're having to miss out on like we're not living normal lives that a 24 and 25 year old would live and obviously it was by choice but then I'm like sitting there asking my dad I'm like did I mess up like are you like ashamed of me like did I blow this and of course he was like absolutely not (laughs) but that's just kind of where my head goes, like, whenever I think about stuff like that, because it was, like, I did make a big sacrifice quitting my job, but yeah. at the same time, like, I could, I wouldn't be here right now if I was working my job, mm-hmm. um, and I probably, I, I don't know. I would, like, I would be really stressed. I yeah. definitely wouldn't be doing a podcast. I would not have time. No. But, um...
1: Yeah, and I mean, I would definitely say that, like, it helped, like, changed you for the better. I mean... I, not that you were like deteriorating it was just more sort of like I could just see the stress and like and I know what it's like to be in a at a job that you just like absolutely cannot stand anymore yeah you know and like that's why I had to quit you know way back when but it's like I know that drain on your mental and emotional being so it was just awesome to kind of free you up and really put you in the position that you wanted to be in right
0: and it was good for you because you didn't have to do as much so right
1: that was nice
0: Okay. Um, the second personal one that we said we wanted to talk about was horses that we've bought this year. Um, so obviously that's a high because, well, I guess it depends on who you ask. Um, some people may say it's a low because it's a lot of uh, financial commitment. Oh wow, yeah. Um, but it definitely is a high. Um, so we kind of already talked about what horses we have here and what horses that we've gotten recently. But more recently than that episode, we've actually had two more horses come in um that we're pretty excited about and i posted about them on our instagram page but i think that the cool part about um like the horses that we've had in our hands over the past year is like whether it's a border or a client horse or a sales horse or personal horse um we've had the opportunity to work with some really really amazing horses And we've also gotten exposure to horses that maybe we wouldn't have gotten exposure to had we not done this. Like we've had draft horses out here and we've had off the track thoroughbreds out here. And that's not necessarily a market that we personally partake in, but it's a market that we've been able to get into. And then, you know, with client horses and training horses and sales horses and personal horses, like we've been able to get, I'm not, I'm just going to say it. Like we've been able to get some badass horses in here. Um, like I, I literally, get so excited when I flip through our little binder with all the AQHA papers because like I have horses registered under our ranch that I never ever ever thought I would even get to like spit on like (laughs) you know like I don't know it just makes me really excited because like we have horses in the barn now that I I especially didn't think that I was gonna have within a year of being here yeah um and now like those are the horses that we ride and train every day and it's like uh, me like little me gets to ride this thing like that's really cool I
1: think that is the coolest thing too is like you know before we moved out here and you know when I was first starting to learn about you know who Pepto Boone's Mall was or highbrow cat or metallic cat you know whatever whoever you know starting to learn about them and kind of understand why they're so awesome and it's like okay well I would love to have one of those one day or you know offspring by them one day and then it's like oh, hey, Daniel, I have one that's for sale up in Oklahoma. Like, do you want to pull the trigger? And it's like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, it's definitely,
0: it's been cool. And like, um, Daniel decided at the beginning of this year, like in January of this year, it was funny because he was like, yeah, I think I want to get a horse like as an investment, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, how quickly do you think you can find me a horse? And I think I found her <laughs> within 24 hours. Yeah. And she was here within 48 hours. Yeah. And... Um, it was very like quick moving but I mean I just get really excited like we have a filly that um, is actually my Christmas present this year Mm -hmm. but um, she's coming from Oklahoma State University and she was the reason why I wanted to get her and the reason why I was like pushing to make this happen and pushing for this to be my Christmas gift (laughs) is because she was one of the last horses that um was bred whenever I worked for the Klein Center, which was really cool. Yeah. And I'm really excited about her. She's out of this really awesome mare, out of a really badass stud. Like we're really stoked to get her here. But um it's just stuff like that. Like and it's just like people coming to your barn that like actually get horses. Like mm-hmm. we definitely have people that have no idea anything about breeding, oh, no clue. registration, nothing. But we definitely have people that come out here or that talk to us about our business that are like Oh yeah, what kind of horses do you have or you have horses by and out of who and then we start naming the horses that are like directly parents or grandparents of the horses that we own and they're like, "Whoa." <laughs> like, yeah. we had some of Daniel's coworkers out here. Um That are like messing around in the horse market now.
1: Yeah, Investors, yeah. Yeah,
0: and they, uh, I didn't know what you wanted me to call them because I didn't want to be like your friends. But um, anyways, (laughs) they came out here and I was just like telling them like, okay, this is the bloodline. This is the money. This is the pedigree. Like this is the progeny earnings, blah, 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 blah. And they were just like, whoa. Yeah. Like it just shocks people the money that there is in the market like in the industry and the money there is yeah. to be made and the amount of money we spend on these horses, like people are like yeah. shell shocked.
1: I think it's also really cool too. Cause it's like, you can see on video of like, I don't know, like you go look up metallic cat, you know, some of his highlight reels on YouTube or Pepto Boonsmall Mall or sophisticated cat or whatever. And it's like seeing how it is like literally passed down to their offspring Oh yeah, and like seeing the, how they move the same or how their confirmation is somewhat similar. It's like, just really cool to be like wow the potential is seriously right here in front of us and like and we get to control their destiny and they're here working with us on it and I I just think that's really cool and then obviously like we're watching this grow in front of us which is also cool like adding two investors to our business and like you know and then hopefully it's going to turn it away more like we already have people that I mean, want to write checks? Literally, I. <laughs> we just
0: don't have room. Dozens of people
1: that want to write us checks, and we but have no room.
0: That's another thing. You said you said the word grow, and that made me think of the fact that we've gotten some of these horses in, and I've been like, whoa, like they come off the trailer, and I'm like, whoa, this is not what I was wanting or hoping for or expecting or whatever. And then we get to see, like, the transition of those horses. So whether it was Smarty being, like, super frail yearling to, like, where she is now as a two-year-old. I mean, like, this horse is a tank. (laughs) Like, she is a tank. And I'm like, thank God for a good exercise and feeding program. But Mm. um, not to, like, turn my own horn or anything. Well,
1: and good genetics. Oh, yeah, and good
0: genetics. But it's just really cool because, like, we'll post these pictures of like, okay, this horse just got here, you know, like a couple weeks ago, I was posting about Mega and DJ, and I was like, these horses just got here, and I'm like, so excited to see where they are come spring, mm-hmm. like what they look like, how bulky they are, like their muscle, their, you know, just everything, like I'm excited. And I was then, talking about
1: that today, actually, how cool it is to like, watch that progression, if it's exercise and or nutrition, and just right. like, well, that's putting what our was little gonna touch on it. Yeah, say, is sorry. like,
0: the transition of Jazzy and Cece,
1: Oh gosh! Yeah. Like if
0: you guys haven't, if you guys don't know anything about Jazzy and Cece, go check out our Instagram play- page. I'm gonna like actually drop it right now because I feel like we need more lo- people to go look it up. A little plug. But, um yeah, shameless plug. It's at HD dot and I have all the before and after pictures of them. They look phenomenal. Like yeah, i know I they do. really do. And like maybe we could sit down and do a whole episode about like, or not a whole episode, but just like a little snippet about them and their mm-hmm. story and everything because it is a cool story and. It's kind of sad, but yeah,
1: it takes too long. To um, right
0: but yeah, right now we don't have time. But anyways, it's just, it's really cool to see the transition of horses. And it's really cool to be able to show people that, that, because I don't think people really understand how like big the stuff that we're doing is yeah. until they see something like that because right. they're like, well, I don't have anything to compare it to. Like it's a horse, you know, like right. cool. But like, we love taking before and after pictures and our yeah. sponsors love when we take before yes, and after, after pictures. Yes, they definitely love that. Um, okay. Let's move on. From a business standpoint, the highs that we wanted to talk about. The first one um is discipline. And you actually wanted to talk about this more than me.
1: But yeah. that, I that kind of goes into what I was saying earlier. It was, it was like that lesson, literally that lesson of being like, you have to get back like there are there's zero questions that you have to get back on my horse right now and fix what you just broke. Like literally have to get back and fix it. And it right. was you know, and it's like that taught me a lot about, okay, you know, I just whatever. I've had a bad day and things didn't go my way at work or in the stock market or whatever. But it's like, I can't like, you can't stop. And it was like, it turned into like a lesson that was learned in that arena versus like, you know, turning into, I'm taking this into work with me. And now I'm taking this into my, the way that I trade and I'm taking it into all these other aspects of my life. And it's like, given me more characteristics to go out and make great money in the stock market and you know be in the top tier at my company of sales and
0: I think it's just made you more positive about negatives
1: yeah or it's just taught me to be kind of resilient and just kind of being like you can't stop dude like yeah no matter what happens you can't stop and I and this is I know we've kind of already touched on this but it's like Lexi and I have probably been like punched in the face like not slapped in the face <laughs> like punched in the face I can easily say once a week since moving here yeah and and within those weeks I could probably say some of those weeks were two three times yeah and it and it was like and every single time it, there was no question it was you have got to keep going right and it's like you have to in like the end I mean it's it's been so hard and so many times to be like just keep pushing You know, just get back out there and feed those horses. Get back out there and clean those stalls. Get back out there and ride that horse. You know, whatever else. It was, it's just given me a lot of, it's taught me a lot about myself and what I'm actually capable of doing. And, you know, when you put your head down and work, like you'd be surprised as to what you can get done. And there is no way we would be here right now if we didn't both have that mindset.
0: Yeah. I think with discipline, like the biggest thing is, is like, you have to know that you have to be able to say no to things, um, and you have to be okay with that. And like you said earlier, like, it's a 24-7, round-the-clock thing. Um, We don't get to just, like, skip a day and be like, oh, well, today I just don't feel like feeding the horses. Like, you don't get to do that. Like, and not even when it's just, like, your personal horses, but, like, we run a business, obviously. We have other people's horses out here, so, like, there are things that maybe, I mean, yeah, would it be easy to be like, oh, I'll sleep in for an hour and I'll go feed them in an hour? Like I'll feed them in an hour. If it was just our personal horses, yeah, that would yeah. be pretty easy. But the fact that it's a business and we're taking care of other people's horses, like everything has to happen according to a schedule. Like, we don't get to just like skip a day or sleep through a day or whatever. Like, if you're throwing up or if you're tired no or joke. you're sick or you have COVID. I mean, I remember when I had COVID, I was still out there cleaning stalls. Yep. Like I was still out there feeding. And you were and dying. You, you were here, but <laughs> I mean. And it's just, but at that point, like by the time I got sick, we had been here for what, like a month and a half. And I was so in my routine, even though I was exhausted from having COVID, I still, and I had strep at the same time. Oh yeah. But I still was like, I got to get up and I got to do this and this yeah. and this and, and you know, just be a part of everything. And so like, you just kind of, once you get into that groove and once you get into a rhythm and a routine, it's just, it's hard to not do it. Yeah. And if you think that it's easy to not do things then you're not disciplined enough in what you're trying to achieve, in my yeah. opinion. Because if you can wake up and be like, oh, I'll just skip that, or I'll just, you know, do it tomorrow, or something like that, then it's like, okay, are you really as dedicated to what you want to do as you thought you were, or are you just telling yourself that you're dedicated? Right. So, anyways. um, Okay, we're going to have to pause and start a new clip, because... It will only let us record for a certain amount of time, but it'll keep letting us record. Okay. So, there's going to be an awkward pause, but we'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Sorry, guys. Um, Okay. So, we were finished talking about that?
1: Yeah. Okay. About the, that was about the discipline thing, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So, the last thing that we listed as a high um, is kind of, like, all-encompassing, but I feel like this is the one that we have the most to talk about, which is why we had to kind of stop it, because it was getting close to cutting us off, oh, Yeah, and then restart. So um the last thing that we would say is a big high for us i think this again is personal and business based but just growth um so when we talked about this before we were talking about how it's allowed us to be financially independent um we've been able to build a business and then obviously we've gotten some really awesome sponsorships from this um got our name out there and then started this podcast right which is pretty cool um so we can attack those individually if you want but i just kind of wanted to give everybody an overview of what we mean yeah um because growth comes in all different forms mm-hmm. um but i also think from a personal aspect like i've grown a lot as a person which again goes back to the discipline the sacrifices yeah, yeah. everything like that which yeah. we already covered probably don't
1: need to touch on that one too much but... yeah No.
0: but i just feel like i've grown a lot as an individual so um let's talk about financial independence because i feel like um like i said earlier with the borders people think that that pays us a lot of money and it doesn't right um, and borders isn't the reason why I was able to quit my job. Um, the reason why I was able to quit my job is because there's obviously a lot of money to be made in buying and selling and training horses. Right. Um, but I've had a couple of people reach out to me. I think I talked to you about a couple of them on Instagram, just reaching out to me about how to start a business um how to make horses a business. Oh yeah. And I love those questions cuz I feel like I was once that person with that question but I Definitely. didn't know who to ask. So I'm really honored that people want to ask us. Um but the biggest thing about, you know, building a business and making horses a business is there's obviously a lot more money to be made um when you personally own the horses than if someone's paying you monthly. And I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but as a trainer, it's really scary when you're just training outside horses, because if you don't have the clientele, if you don't have the, um, networking skills or the book of business in order to keep horses cycling in and out every 30, 60, 90 days, um, it's hard to be like, am I even going to make enough money?
1: And you gotta be good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You gotta be good. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more because I did have a bunch of questions about that, Okay, but, um, It's just one of those things where, you know, I've made the jump because I felt comfortable. And I feel like that's a personal, you know, it's a personal comfort level. Yeah. Like everybody's going to have a different point at which they feel comfortable doing something like this.
1: Right. And that's why it's because it's funny because I would definitely say like I'm the risk taker. You're more of like the conservative. Like I like to watch my dollars. I like to pay for everything in cash, you know, like just very conservative. (laughs) And so me being the person like saying, hey screw it quit your job we will figure it out you know or like you know i just got or whatever like i'm gonna go let's just go buy a horse like i don't care what that means for us you know in the next week when it comes to like bills or whatnot but like Let's go buy this horse because we know what we can do with it and we'll figure everything else out.
0: Yeah, which is scary when you say that out loud, especially in front of my parents because I know they're like, ooh, you're going to do what? (laughs) Like, are you sure that's a good idea? But you're right. Like I was definitely, and that's kind of how I was raised too, to be a little bit more conservative because I'd rather be safe than sorry. But at the same time, when Daniel talks about taking risks and doing stuff like that, it's like okay yes it is a risk and when we talk about it to people they're kind of like whoa why did you do that why did you think that was a good idea but we feel safe and comfortable doing it because we know we have a cushion and we know we have a plan but I wouldn't say like just like on a whim spend your last dollar on no, a horse no, no, like no. we would never do that but when we're just talking about it in conversation it sounds very casual and very like oh yeah we just decided to do this like we didn't just like decide on a whim to do this no it was i mean it's it's all meticulously planned and everything but when it comes out of our mouths it's just kind of like boom like it happened
1: it's all calculated you know every risk that we take is calculated but it was more so of like you know getting you to feel comfortable with the fact that like we can do this you can quit your job and if everything goes to zero you can go get another job right you were double majored you were literally the smartest person i know you can go get another job so like take this risk because that's what you should do
0: yeah, and there's definitely been points in time when it's been like, uh, is this a good idea? Yeah. But at the same time, I like I said before, you just you have to know what you're personally willing to do and, like, be okay with. Like, what are you comfortable doing? Um, And I wouldn't have been able to do it if it was just me. Like, that would have been a big no-no. Is that but, a compliment to me? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but obviously, like, I was really fortunate to be doing it with you because I was able to do something like that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to do that by myself. So, yes, there is that, but then also, you know, you make, like, you create your own business, um, building this business, it's, when I say it, it's very, like, vague, but we mean it from, like, building it on social media, networking, getting our name out there, getting our horses out there, um, I mean, obviously, the goal is to always have a recognizable brand for people to know who your horses are, where they came from, and knowing that they came from someone good, um, But also just like finding our place in each part of the horse market, in each area of the horse industry, and just knowing like, okay, there's growth here, there's growth there. And that kind of goes back to what we talked about in the first episode we did together talking about, you know, doing rain cow horses, doing cutters, doing rainers, doing barrel horses, doing rope horses, like there's different areas that we see growth in. And then that's like, we're like, okay, let's, you know, go to ground zero there and let's build. And then, you know, you can jump into all different types of things like breeding and, you know, borders and sales prep, sales prep. Exactly. Like there's just so many different directions you can go. And obviously, you don't want to build a business that does everything. Like you don't want to be a jack of all trades, master of none. But it's also not a bad idea to have your hand in multiple baskets. And that's how we are with everything, not just horses. But like, you know, Daniel doesn't just do horses. Daniel has a nine to five. Daniel invests in the stock market. Daniel make side bets with his friends playing golf like (laughs) um but there's just a lot of different things and like we have a lot of business ideas and i know that mostly on the podcast we talk about horses but like i think at least like once every other week maybe even once a week we have another business idea for each other like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that and Daniel's kind of taught me to be this way, but, like, we don't talk about stuff until it's actually happening because I don't want everybody, anybody to ever have the expectation of, like, oh, yeah, remember when you said you were going to do this and you never did it? Like, I don't want to be that person, but just know that, like, there's more to building a business and, and building a brand than just doing one thing. Like, you can do a lot of things right. and you can have a lot of income streams um, to, like, set yourself up to be successful, like, doing this podcast making a youtube channel which that's something that we definitely see happening in the foreseeable future so i can say that on the podcast right
1: yeah you Um, just gotta stick to it i just gotta stick to it now i just gotta hold
0: myself accountable but anyways so obviously all of that has been growth and then sponsorships um we work with two companies right now that are nutrition based i guess you could say um so we work with redmond equine and we work with 100x equine um Redmond equine has like several supplements from like garlic and salt supplements and mineral supplements to like a digestive care supplement. They have poultices, they have all kinds of stuff. And then uh hundred X equine has gut X and uh what is it? Joint flex. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. And then they also have some dog products and some people products. So um We've been working with them. I think we've been working with Redmond the longest. Yeah. Um, but we've been working with 100X for a little while now. Eventually, I'm sure I'll run ads for them on this podcast. But um, for right now, like, it's just been awesome just getting to work with companies like that. And obviously, you know, use products that are benefiting our horses. But had we not had a facility like this and been able to grow and grow our name and everything like that, then we wouldn't have had a reason for them to sponsor us. So that's been really cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then the podcast, obviously. Yeah. This has been like a different area of growth.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I think the whole the whole thing has just allowed us to, kind of expand our horizons, other than just working at Under Five and coming home to our two horses. Right. You know, now we own how many do we own? Seven. Too many. Yeah. Nine. Oh Some, my God. Too many. <laughs> but. Oh. You know that, and then like being able to put more money back into the stock market or NFTs, which don't don't, talk don't about get Lexi started. Yeah, it's a, it they're dumb guys. You're within
0: punching diff- distance <laughs> right now. Anyways, uh, but there's just the point being is there's just a lot of things that we've been able to do. Yeah, just from like branching and like there's still more to be done like
1: oh yeah we we're growing the social media
0: them. getting more sponsorships working with more companies traveling for shows and rodeos and everything else and like getting to do like the bigger things but like just in the past year alone there's just been like crazy amounts of stuff happening
1: yeah absolutely kind of
0: like hurts my brain to think about everything i can't
1: even think of all of it yeah yeah but
0: but anyways so those are our highs and lows um, do you have anything else you want to add to that part?
1: No, I don't. I definitely don't.
0: Okay. If something comes to you, you can,
1: I'll interject.
0: Yeah. Okay. So there were a couple of people that asked questions. I think I put it up too late because I feel like I'm going to have questions tomorrow and mm. we're not going to have them answered, but that's okay. Okay. So, um, the first question is what is one thing we would have done differently in the past year?
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. I
0: know. So you can um, answer first.
1: Different. I think trimming the fat when it comes to borders, like just knowing when they're going to be a problem, like just asking them to leave earlier. Like, I wish I would have done that. Um, I would have much rather taken that pay cut than deal with the crap, you know, or learning. The stress, how, yeah. Yeah, or, you know, learning how to say no. And I know that's more of something that you needed to deal with than me, but like I would, al- I would also get caught in that too. Like just, it's okay to tell people no. You know, and if they don't yeah. like it, they don't like it. And so, you know, so what? So I definitely think that would be one thing. Um, that's probably like my biggest one, honestly. Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, I would say that for me, one thing that I would have done differently is... Gosh, I'm like, you know, what's the thing where it's like, repeat the question? <laughs>
1: I don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, anyways.
0: Sorry, I'm being weird. Um. So I think that I had a higher expectation for the stuff that I would have done on a daily basis, and I didn't really hold myself accountable to that. So what I mean by that is, you know, maybe not making sure that all of our horses got ridden every single day that I said I was going to, or maybe making not not making sure that, you know, certain things were done by certain deadlines, like getting AQHA paperwork turned in or... Yeah. um you know getting sale pictures and videos up or just kind of like postponing things that maybe I should have taken more seriously or you know basically doing what I was saying earlier where saying like if you're not being disciplined then it's not that big of a deal to you and I and there's definitely been points when I haven't been very disciplined and it's made it seem like it's not a big deal and the problem that I have with that and myself is that I feel like I talk a big game When I'm talking to other people, oh, what do you do? It's like, oh, I train horses. Well, how often do you ride your horses? It's like, well, it's supposed to be, yeah, (laughs) supposed to be. But, um, you know, I feel like it's kind of taught me a little bit about myself, but it's also taught me that next year, like like for the next year, moving forward, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative about my expectations for myself because I know, like, okay, maybe that's not attainable, but this is. And just giving myself, um, like, I guess the way you could look at it is, like, I'm trying to jump rungs on mm-hmm. a ladder, and I'm not, like, climbing the ladder. Like, right. I'm trying well, to leap, and, and it doesn't make any sense because it's like, okay, well, you have this expectation for this horse, but you haven't ridden her in two months. Right. How does that make any sense? But it's,
1: like, it's kind of like, you know, let's just say, let's take Mega, for example. It's like, okay, this obviously isn't what we have planned for, but it's like, okay, we want her to compete in the Snaffle bit, you know? And it's like, so that would be the end goal. And it's like, okay, let's dial that back to... What does she need to be doing every month? Right. And it's like, okay, and then now we know what goal we need for her to have at 12 months and at 18 months. But, like, what does that look like week one, day four? Right. You know, like, it's – and that is definitely something I wanted to be better at this past year. But I know that you and I are already doing things right now to be better at that in the future. Right. Is, like, diligently planning. And obviously everything's not going to go to plan. But, you know – Drawing that out, laying that outline out for the business, for each individual horse, and whatever else we do. But being disciplined in that in that manner as to make a plan and then sticking to it almost to a T. Yeah. You know, so.
0: I wonder if they can hear them snoring. I just realized they've been snoring this whole time. Have they? Yeah. Oh,
1: it's kind of soothing. So,
0: anyways, if you guys can hear our dog snoring, one of them is having a dream right now. He's like, <laughs> rrr, 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 rrr. so I apologize. But, anyways, yeah, that's just... This is something I would have done differently, Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next question: Do you wish you would have waited longer to go out on your own and start a business, or do you wish you would have done it sooner?
1: Who are writing (laughs) these? These are good.
0: These are like scary because it's like, oh well, what if I say the wrong thing?
1: I don't think there's. I mean, there's not a right answer. answer.
0: That's but there's not a right answer either.
1: Oh, yeah. So then just tell them the truth.
0: Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to? Um, what was that? <sighs> <It's>
1: processing. <laughs> okay. Let me go.
0: Um. Okay. So the way that I look at it is if we would have waited longer, I feel like that would have been, for me personally, that would have been more time for me to remain stagnant in the industry. Um. I was really at that point last year where I was like, okay, I need to do this now or I'm not going to, like, my horses are going to waste away because I was making, like, I talked about this in a previous episode, but I was making excuses like, oh, I'll ride my horse every day when I live, you know, on property with them. Or I will, you know, make an effort to train horses when this, or my nutrition program will change when this happens. And I feel like that would have not only been detrimental to me, but been detrimental to my horses because you know I would have kept putting things off and making excuses um I don't necessarily wish that we would have done it sooner because I don't feel like I would have like I don't I still looking back don't really feel like we were prepared to do all of this <laughs> like mentally there's not really much that can prepare you for all of this stuff that comes along with running a business like this um so I'm not necessarily going to say that I was ever at a point in my life where I was ready to do that sooner. Um, with that being said though, I mean, I definitely wish that I would have been more diligent in the horses that I had, like in their care and their lifestyle and everything. I wish I would have been more diligent there sooner, but I don't think that I would have changed like the timing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and honestly, the only way that I really look at it is like It was God's plan for us to be at this location on the exact day that we moved in here. You know, because it was like, you weren't going to be ready to do all of this until just then. And then everything that I have been working on with you for the past little over a year is everything that I needed you to work on personally and, you know, just like together. You know, like that's the way that I view it is like, if we would have done it any sooner, there's no way we could have done this. No. No way. And I mean financially, emotionally, physically, there's no way. And then like you said, if we would have waited any longer, we we probably would have been doing something completely different. You know, like we just would have been dragging our feet, like you said, and just been doing stuff that wasn't probably good for us anyway. Yeah. So I mean, I was I'm I wouldn't say sooner or later, I would say there's perfect, perfect timing.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Anything else you want to add? -mm. Okay, next question. How do you find clients? And they asked about borders, training clients,
1: etc. Do you you want me? I would say this would primarily be you, but like, you obviously have to have good marketing, Lexi. So I'll say this about Lexi: she is so good about marketing and selling herself and selling the brand.
0: But the thing about it is, is I'm on my phone too much and I get yelled
1: at for that. That too. <laughs> but, and I know it like as it is frustrating because Lexi and I did get little time together, but she's always on her phone, gr- literally grinding away for us. And I'm like...
0: Well, sometimes I'm on TikTok.
1: Oh, you are? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just like, girl, what are you doing? Like focus on eating this dinner and watching TV and hanging out. And like yeah. do that tomorrow. Yeah. But at the same time, like Lexi is so good about knowing how to market herself and knowing how to get people to look at her and what she's posting about um that is like seriously one of your biggest strong suits right there is that exact thing yeah um but like as it goes for like i would say you're really good about you know getting people's attention about borders like with really good pictures of the barn or i don't know
0: yeah so one thing about our business um You have to market yourself to clients That's in a way that's different than everybody else. So maybe you have amenities that nobody else has. Like, there's definitely amenities that I wish we had here, but that we don't. Um, Like, we have lights in our arena, but we don't have a covered arena or an indoor arena. Or um, we don't have a hot walker. Um, And there's definitely a lot of competition in North Texas for certain things. But one thing that we did have was we live on site um and we're really small facility and our barn is dang nice yeah like our barn really is nice and i I can say that with confidence now because we have looked at other places and been like this barn is just not up to par Mm -mm. um but there's also things that you know we wanted to offer to clients that maybe other people don't offer so for example um each individual horse here is on a different feeding program a lot of times when you go to a boarding facility or a training facility they say okay I feed strategy or I feed impact 12 pellet. And that is all your horse can get. And if you want to feed something different or something more, um, we'll do it, but it's for an upcharge here. We charge the same thing for every single horse and they get fed exactly what either we say, um, we think they should be on, we have a nutritionist that I used to work with um, that will come out here and give his two cents. Or if the owner has really like done their dili- like, due diligence and studied and everything and they know what they want their horse on or their horse has found success on something specific, then we feed that.
1: Right. And I, I would say that honestly, like, and this is why, I mean, you and I were both, you were in sales, I am in sales. And I think it comes down to, you have to know your strengths. You definitely have to know your weaknesses. And then when you're in the middle of speaking with potential clients, you know, if it's you know, somebody that wants training or somebody that wants their sales, their horse sales prepped or whatever, it's just a border. You have to listen to them. So every everybody's going to tell you, Oh, well, I'm wanting to leave my facility because of this. You know, my horse is extremely underweight and I'm paying for them to be on a certain grain, but they're throwing him on this junk and he's only getting two pounds a day. And then that's when literally they're like, they're eating out of the palms of your hands because that's when Lexi swoops in and she's like, Oh, well, we have a personalized feed program. Yeah, You know, it's like, it's like, take the information around you and it's not like you're abusing it, but just use it, you know? And then like, and and it's going to tie in with your strengths because you're doing it for a reason, you know, like you're playing to a diff to the field as well and tell everybody and show everybody what you bring to the table.
0: Right. Well, and the other thing too, I mean, boarders, they're going to come and go from different facilities because they're going to like what they like or not like what they don't like. Yeah. Um, and I will say that one of the other, like one of the things that a lot of people come here for is one, the feed program, but two, just how private it yep, is definitely. Um, because we don't, we don't allow haul-ins. We don't host any events out here. Um, We're not like slammed busy with borders. Like where there's not a high number of borders. So they get that privacy and that one-on-one time with their horse when they want it um and like we don't require anything like some some boarding facilities in this area require you to take a certain number of lessons with your horse a week or you know they require you to do certain things like they only offer self care or partial board and and it turns into this big mess um and the other thing is is like we're very particular about how the horses are cared for like there's not a single horse here that is not cared for to the same expectations as our personal horses um whether that's you know like I said their feed program um their turnout schedule their you know general care like if it's raining we clean out their feet when they come in if they're muddy we rinse them off if they you know their stalls like immaculately kept like look like carpet basically daniel (laughs) says um their water buckets get rinsed out and refilled every single day regardless of if they drank a single drop or not um and it's just little things like that that kind of add up and then you people will start to notice those differences um
1: that's the other thing too is like it's it's for you and me. It's not the facility. It's not necessarily... Like, we have a good location. But it's, like, the personal touch. Yeah. You know, like, people like us. And they like how you and I run things. And it's, like, we've had boarders leave and then come back. Simply because of that. Yeah. And it's, like, it's going to take time, you know, to build that. But, like, when it comes... Like, when people realize what you offer, like, it's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
0: And it, and the reason why we we go so above and beyond... And that's why I say, like the money that we make from Borders versus the amount of work we do doesn't match because we really do do a lot, Um, but it's just that expectation. And it's like, I would never want a border to walk through our barn and be like, but why does that horse get this? And I'm like, oh, well, that's because that's my horse. Yeah, Like their horse is just as important to them as my horse is to me. And I think that we make that very, very clear to people and they may like hear us say that or you guys may hear us say that and think like, oh, yeah, well, anybody's going to say that about, you know, brothers. But it's the fact that they see it and they stay because they see it or they come back because they've seen it or, you know. I would actually say our
1: horses are sacrificed before. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, without a doubt, but. (laughs) so that's how like borders work um and as far as finding them we just posted ads there's a bunch of facebook groups for north texas we just posted ads and we filled up really quickly um and then
1: what about for people like in other states so what would you do you have any suggestions as to how
0: i mean i would definitely see like um if you could find facebook groups in your area um
1: maybe like feed stores like i know dnl always has people posting like yeah on their- you
0: can definitely like uh post signs and stuff like that Um, I would also say, like, build a social media, and if you don't – like, the weird – like, the hardest thing for me is, like, I don't have, like, a huge social media following, Mm -hmm. Um, and then I went and branched off and made a ranch page with an even smaller following <laughs> um but like if you're on like if people the the more times people see your name the bigger impact you're gonna have so if you can post on your personal page your instagram page for your business you can post on your facebook page you can post on your business facebook page you can post to twitter like the more times that people can see that you're doing something the better and then it's gonna spread by word of mouth and yes. that's the other thing too like We built relationships with other boarding facilities in the area, and when they fill up or they don't want to take a horse or we're closer to someone than they are or whatever, they think it'll be a better fit, we're the first call.
1: Yeah, or like, uh, I mean, this is also where networking is huge. Is like, you know, I know a realtor in the area, in the Prosper area, and they had clients moving in, and they had a horse, and we're like, who is she going to call? She's going to call me. Just a networking thing. It took six or seven months for us to get that phone call, but at the same time, we had that connection we were the first phone call. Right. You know, and like that's probably where you and I could I mean we have so many things at our fingertips where we are, but like we could be better about being better connected with the schools around here or you know like the ag teachers in the different school districts in the area. So like it's just taking advantage of what's around you and actually pulling those strings.
0: Right. And then as far as like training clients and stuff like that goes, um, I've kind of talked about this before, but I wasn't really expecting to like be a horse trainer. Um, I was just planning on like doing our personal horses um, and seeing where that went. And the training thing kind of picked up in like the summertime. And um, mostly it's either, if I'm taking in an outside horse for training, it's either a sales horse um, that's here on consignment that I'm just like tuning up or getting ready to sell. And just exercising every single day to prep them for sale, or um it's a border that has a horse that needs to be trained or they bought a new horse that needs to be started, or whatever that's kind of how that works out because I don't want a bunch of like outside horses just constantly coming in and out because I feel like it's really inconsistent, yeah and it's not really the setup that we want to have so um again, the training thing um I got a lot of referrals from big names, um so I was really fortunate in that regard. A lot of trainers would, you know, send clients my way to reach out and say like, hey, you know, they've just got this horse that needs a little bit of tuning. They've got this horse that they want to show eventually, whatever. And so I've gotten referrals that way. And I've actually turned down quite a few people just because I wasn't, I didn't have the yeah. time. Um, like I said, like investment and, and client horses come first that are here. Yeah. Um, And then our personal horses come second and then outside horses come third. So
1: but I uh, think to answer their question, though, is like, you just got to do the work like because you you had to start by training one horse you know and then selling one horse you know and then that person's happy you know and then now they can go tell x amount of people and it just it's a snowball effect after that
0: right and and again it's the same thing with social media like just make sure you're posting make sure you're advertising what you're doing but the biggest thing um that i see with like people that want to train horses that are on social media is like just make sure that you're at that point like be real with yourself that you're at that point in your riding career to be able to train horses because you don't ever want to advertise something that you're not prepared for. Um, and then people like disregard you later on down the road because they saw where you started. So just be, be honest with yourself and, um, Be realistic with, like, your goals with that because you have to remember that you may be really good at riding your own horse, but that doesn't mean that you can train other people's horses or young horses or whatever. And everyone has to start somewhere, and I definitely understand that. But just be careful what you're advertising because you don't want to promise something to someone that you're not going to be able to under deliver. Right. And so um, that's one thing that I would say, especially for people that have like that really good show horse. Cause like I was once that person I had like that really good horse and I was like, dang, like I can ride this horse like this. I can ride any horse. And then like (laughs) you snap back to reality really quickly. Get
1: humbled real quick. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: I mean, I would just say like the best thing you can do is be realistic, but finding clients for most part, for the most part, I would say about 90%, 95% of our clients come to us. Yeah. Um. And right now we have a wait list for our borders and training horses, um. And like investment I said, yeah and, yeah, and investment horses. So, um, that's just how that kind of works. Okay. And then this last question is kind of a follow up to that. Um. But someone asked, what services do we offer here? So, um, we have borders. We have training horses. We do a consignment program, um, with basically a guaranteed sell, um, and. Then we have our personal horses that we sell. Um, For the most part, horses that you see that we are listing for sale are going to be horses that we have our hands on um, that we're working with every single day. And I would say it's probably about 75% of those are personal horses and about 25% of those horses belong to someone else. And then um, obviously we talked a lot about borders. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we also just started taking in investors and that's kind of, a, a beast of its own and i feel like that's kind of something that you have to experience on your own um i don't really know if that's something that i feel comfortable like giving pointers about because i don't want people to like whoa that's a great idea let me do it but yeah. um but i think it we goes basically back to like, just had
1: ignore, yeah, okay ignore.
0: i was like do you want to go um we basically just had people seeing the success and the potential right. for success with what we were doing and that was something that came to us that wasn't something that we were just like exploiting all over the place like that was something that came to us and it was months of like is this gonna work is this a good idea (laughs) talking it through it dinners going to people's houses stuff like that because when you have investors um, looking to invest into horses or a business it's a big deal and you're you have to be held accountable for those people and you have to make sure that you work out all the details obviously but um, I would say that our investors it's more of like a business uh, partnership based on like a relationship and not just like, here's a check. Right. Like we try to keep them very involved. We want them to be as hands-on as they feel comfortable being. Um, and like, We want them
1: to be horse people. Yeah,
0: we want them to be happy about the experience. We're definitely not doing it for the money because if that was the case, if I was doing this we for money- We wouldn't be making I, the
1: right decisions if it was just for the money. Well, you know that's, what, I mean? what
0: I was going to say is if I was doing it for money, I wouldn't be in horses because, um. you know, <laughs> there's <laughs> other things that make you more money when you're being selfish. But- um yeah that's like the most recent service that we started offering um but yeah that's basically
1: yeah definitely i mean
0: i mean that's basically it and then as far as services go within the boarding realm i don't think we've ever talked about this but we have stall board and we have pasture board they're both full care only like we don't do partial care we don't do self-care um just because if you guys know me or if you haven't figured this out by now, I'm very particular. And so is Daniel just about how things look and how things go. And so in order to like keep up with the flow of things and make things look the way we want them to, it was just better if it was just all full care. And that's like, again, an individual decision. That's not something that you have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like everybody can make that decision for themselves. So um, it's worked out for us and we have like a good mix of pasture borders and stall borders and, um. Yeah, there's a lot of horses out here right now. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, but yeah, that's all the questions. So do you have anything else you want to add?
1: No. Thank you for having me on again. You're I didn't welcome. think I was ever going to get invited back.
0: I think this is the longest podcast <laughs> I've ever recorded. So I do apologize guys if I took up, if we took up too much of your day, but I hope that this helped you guys out and answered some questions and gave you guys kind of an idea of what this past year has looked like. Um, I was wanting to talk about goals, but I feel like we've talked for so long that that'll have to be something that I recap on, like, next week or something. Can you
1: give them quickly? No. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, like, I guess the main goal is to just be able to look back a year from now... And and improve on and be better.
1: Yep, I I was going to say the same thing.
0: And feel like we've accomplished something.
1: Obviously, we know there's more depth to that. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that's very surface level right there. But, anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast, and thanks for coming on again. And um, I hope this guys, this guys, I hope (laughs) this gave you guys a little bit of insight on like what we do, what it looks like out here, and just help to reiterate the fact that we are just normal people with normal struggles and like I've said a million times that this is not easy so anyways I will talk to you guys next week